Welcome back, phone pros. I got the code email guru himself, Jason Bay, on this podcast. Are prospects ignoring your calls and emails, or worse, marking you as spam? You don't want to miss this one. Stay on the line. Jason Bay, Blissful Prospecting, Outbound Sales Coach and Consultant. Check it out. You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. Your call is very important to us. Jason Bay, welcome to the show, bro. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm excited for this. You, uh, we were just speaking about it, but you sent me a pretty funny video because I usually, I'm kind of known right now, I think for cold emailing, like everyone that's got a sales podcast to get on there and you yeah. made a comment about beating me <laughs> to the punch. So I yeah. thought that was, that was funny, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, man. Um, you're definitely the guru for sales podcast, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, at least they're doing something right. I know how to get on yeah. a podcast. Now I got 15 <laughs> minutes of your time. I'm going to pick your brain about sales. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally did all the big no-nos, right? Back to back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, you definitely got this unique approach about you. I went through the sales DNA um, course with Josh Braun. Oh, cool. And that's yep. actually how I originally had heard about Jason Bay was, you know, several months ago going through that course. And he's like, this is definitely somebody that you should follow on LinkedIn. And this is, this was his podcast ask. And I saw yeah. the email I was like, well, I'm not going to sit around and wait on one of those from Jason Bay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. So, uh, so you were telling me you've been on like 40 different, uh, sales podcasts. Um, so what's, what's that like sitting in the hot seat? Uh, it's pretty cool. So I came to this realization cause we started blissful prospecting in 2017 and in 2018, we're like, Hey, we want to work with some bigger clients, you know, bigger brands and bigger projects. And one of the things that we didn't have a lot of at that time was social proof. And we're racking our heads and I'm like, you know what? I listened to a lot of sales podcasts and I I had run a podcast at that time. I was like, I think it'd be really good to get on a bunch of sales podcasts with guys like Jeffrey Gittimer, people like you, uh, people like John Barrows, you know, all kinds of people like that. And I was like, you know, I think this would be a good way for us to, you know, kind of cut through the clutter a little bit, get some recognition and some social proof. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome, man, at first. So I was so nervous to reach out to podcasts and I still get this way. There's a few that I'm like, it makes me really nervous to reach out to them. The first big podcast I landed was with Jeffrey Gittimer and uh, Jennifer Gluckow. I think she she goes by Jennifer uh, Gittimer now too, but the Sell or Die podcast because the very first sales book I ever read in 2009 when I, or 2008 when I started sales was Little Red Book of Selling by Jeffrey Gittimer. So I've sort of idolized him through my career. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to send him a cold email. I'll throw a video in there. And they responded back and like, yeah, let's get you on the show. And I was literally jumping up and down. I was so excited. <laughs> my wife, Sarah was like, I, you weren't even that excited when we got married, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. It, so for, for me, it was social proof. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, it, you know, if you're feeling a lot of 
you know, anxiety and imposter syndrome around, around reaching out to people whose books that you've read and whose podcasts you've been listening to for years and you're listening to this, yeah. I say, screw it. You have nothing to lose. If you do yeah. it right and you do your research and you really take the time to send something, the worst thing that's going to happen is they don't respond. No yeah. one's going to really going to be rude to you or they might say, Hey, it's not a good fit at this time, but at least you tried. And there's so much that you can gain from getting on these podcasts uh, the social proof, building the relationship with the person, it, it'll improve your confidence. I mean, it's just, it's been a game changer for our business. Yeah, for sure. And that uh, puts you in that position of like an authority in the space and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, you know, impact equals revenue. So I totally yep. get it. And, uh, and the same uh, feeling happened to me um, this week, actually. I reached out to Les Brown, who I've kind of, you know, yeah, it was like, you know, always listen to Les Brown because getting on the phone is it's a challenge, man, doing that outbound prospecting, which we'll talk yep. about here in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I was so stoked that he responded to me, man. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it happen. And, you know, he's, he's the guy that says oh, there's only two types of people, those who make it happen and those who wonder what happened. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's like anything else. If you're in sales, you got to swing for the fences yeah. and not trying because you have anxiety or you're scared is, is really not a good excuse for not trying. Um, and at the end of the day, they're just people. That's what I've realized is that, and I wrote about this on LinkedIn a little bit today. Everyone experiences imposter syndrome that I talk to in our industry, people that are best-selling authors, people that consult with fortune 1000 companies every now and then they have moments where like, God, can I do this? <laughs> yeah. You know, so they're just people. Yeah. It's uh, that, that was one of my biggest challenges too, right? Was, will anybody listen? Does anybody even care? You know, am I yeah. going to say anything that's going to be any different than anybody else? And the reality is when you sell from the heart and you have that compassion before commission where you mm-hmm. really are driven by the relationship, you know, that's, to me, like you said, it's about connecting, right? But first we yep. got to connect with ourselves and we got to really own like, um, you know, I'm, I'm really dealing with this imposter syndrome, but that's just the story that I'm listening to in my head and that's not the reality. What's really yep. going on? Um, yeah. So how, how, did, how did you finally overcome that? Yeah, I think that, so my wife Sarah and I talk about this a lot, like whether it's does the belief come first and then you do second or is it do first believe second? And when I grew up playing basketball, I, I regret very few things in my life, but playing basketball, I was like, I could have done so much better because I didn't really believe in myself. My dad would always tell me, he's like, dude, like you just got to do it. And the belief will come second. Like just, Mm -hmm. just do it. And stop worrying about like, Oh, if I just practice and I do this more, I'll be so much better. And I wanted to make sure that in my professional career, I didn't make that same mistake. And I really took it the bull by the horns when I, as a freshman, my first sales job was going door to door selling house painting services. And that's how I got introduced to sales was accidentally. And they had this mindset where it's like, dude, you got to go door, like go out and make things happen. Go talk to people, start conversations. And I just grew more confident through doing things like that. And the imposter syndrome started to be something that I was like comfortable with. So now like emailing those podcasts and like just reaching out to people that like I look up to, I'm able to be like, Hey, I'm feeling imposter syndrome right now. And if you've ever gone to therapy, you know what, what emotional validation is. I, I validate my own emotions internally. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling a little anxious, maybe a little scared that I yeah. could get rejected. And you know what? That's a very normal feeling. 
Right. It's normal to feel that way, but yeah. what's not okay is not taking action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause on the same week, man, I found out the podcast was ranking in entrepreneurship and then I felt the whole, um, I guess it, like so-and-so didn't respond to, you know what I mean? It's like, started yeah. so some of that started and I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to those voices right now. I'm listening yeah. to like, I know who I am and I know whose I am and I know I can do this, you know? So really started with, um, and I'm hungry, right? You yep. got to be hungry. And, um, cause hunger is just, you know, it's, it's that passion for more, that drive for more, you know? Yeah. And, and so, and then also, uh, you know, stay hungry so you don't got to get hungry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, so, so there's that, right? And then there's also a gratitude, right? And so I'm sure you practice that as well, man. Like, um, it's like gratitude is a seed for more. And yeah, so, um, yeah, man. So in blissful prospecting, um, walk me through what it is you do and how you help people prospect. Yeah. So we help B2B sales teams primarily and a little bit of nonprofits uh, grow their outbound sales faster with more consistency. So, so what does that mean? The faster part is, you know, how can you get to an appointment faster? How can you get a hold of the right person faster? And typically what we're doing is we look at outbound in three parts. So for as long as people have been doing outbound, going door to door, whatever it is, there's, if you picture a triangle, there's three parts. There's your ability. So there's identify. So your ability to identify good fit accounts mm -hmm. and then the contacts at those accounts. Yeah. The second prong of that triangle would be engage. So your ability to start a conversation with them. Yeah. And then the third part of the triangle would be convert. So your ability to actually convert them into an opportunity and get a sales conversation started, AKA setting the meeting. Yeah. So where we're coming in and helping is primarily through, you know, training and coaching to begin with. And then we usually get into a consulting engagement where we're really working on process, but we're helping teams make this shift into what I am calling outbound 3.0. So when we look at that triangle, we need to make three shifts. So in the identify portion, we need to really shift from this murder by numbers, mass blast approach to more of a quality approach. So that could be, hey, how do we find the good fit accounts? What are our systems and tools for doing that? And how do we personalize the approach? So that we're reaching out and we can take a quality approach instead of a murder by numbers approach. Mm. And then the second prong, that engage prong, what we're helping uh, teams do, and this is primarily what you know, their email copy says and what they say in their cold calls is, how do we move from product-centric messaging to buyer-centric? So instead of just dumping features on and saying, hey, uh, we have these features and they're great and our company's awesome and we've worked with all these awesome companies. It's no, hey, um, we help people that have these kind of challenges mm. and here's how we help them and here's what they have to gain. It's making the prospect the hero. So usually that's emails, talk tracks, like what are you seeing? What is the message? Right. And then that last shift that we're making, helping uh, sales teams make on the convert side is how do we go from taking from the prospect to teaching? So instead of saying, hey, can I have 30 minutes of your time and taking the prospect's time and then qualifying them? It's, hey, how can I promise that you'll learn something in this call too? How can I share something that other companies like you are doing that we're working with, that they're doing really well? How can I share some insights with you or some value or some things so that no matter what happens in that call, you learn something? And that's a lot of what we're seeing needed right now is 
you know, people want to talk to companies that are really leaders in taking a point of view in their industry, not just another, you know, me too company, right? right. That's just like, Hey, we do this too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of goes back to a post I saw with Josh Bronze talking about making more deposits than withdrawals. Yep. It's like, how can I add a deposit, right? Before I ask for a withdrawal from you, like how can I be value, a value add to your company? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Uh, what, are, what are you most excited about right now? Uh, the thing I'm most excited about right now is we're starting to work with companies that are a little bit bigger you know, a little bit more mature and have bigger sales teams. Oh, wow. I'm really excited about helping them make this transition into outbound 3.0. How do you cut through the clutter and yeah. stop going through the grind with your SDRs and your BDRs and your people prospecting and really rise above that with some thought leadership and a good message that you can push out? And how can you get an inbound strategy going through teaching, through content, through LinkedIn. So get people engaging with your stuff and then prospecting to them. And it's a completely different, I like an 80% success rate into yeah. a meeting with the cold calls I do because I only call people that engage with my content. So they already know who I am. Right. Yeah. So how, how might you help me um, create, are you helping me create content or walk me through that process, what that's like on the thought leadership piece? Yeah. So this taking versus teaching, yeah. right? So there's a couple different ways that you can go about this. But what I suggest everyone does, if you're not using LinkedIn, and this is primarily if you're, if you're personas, if you're selling, you obviously need to be selling to people that are on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. selling to salespeople, marketers, recruiters, you know, people that are active on LinkedIn, or you can pick a different community, right? They could be somewhere else, but we'll just use LinkedIn as an example. Um, really the big thing that we need to do is connect, make a habit of connecting mm-hmm. with our ideal prospects. So I recommend, hey, to connect with five to 10 of your ideal prospects per day, like or comment or share the content that they're posting and then create content. So create a post or two per week. And where you really want to focus that content is like, think about like when you do your discovery and you do that first call, what are the pain points that the prospects share with you? Like, what are the frustrations that they share with you? Mm-hmm. That's something that you can write about. And it could be as simple as like, hey, I was on a call the other day with a prospect and they shared this challenge that I hear a lot. Here's why it's important to fix that. And here's like what I recommend doing. And right. that's something you can share. So I like this uh, Taki Moore. He's uh, created a million dollar coach. He has a really good, cool content formula. It's, you know, it's why, what, how. So topic, why is that important? Uh, what should people do to fix it? And then how can they fix it? And you yeah. could do that in a, in a LinkedIn post. So that could be for me, everything from sharing cold call openers to ways to approach a cold call, uh, a structure for a cold email, um, why you should personalize. You know, there's all kinds of different topics, but that thought leadership, I think people overcomplicate it. It's really pretty simple. Hey, yeah. what are you have? What do you have that's valuable based on conversations you have with your prospects? And there's likely thousands of people exactly like them. How can you share something that you're learning or helping them with, and push it out there and connect with more people like them on a regular basis? And you just get this circle going. You're sharing stuff, interacting with people. You're asking them to share and interact with it. You're sharing and interacting with their stuff, and that becomes this little ecosystem that you can then call those people. Yeah, that's uh, it's a really good way to cut through the noise. And- yep. Yeah. But for the ones that like, man, I don't have time 
to create this content, how do you, how do you help them like realize that, you know, you got to make time to do it? Yeah. So in three hours a week, you can do everything that I just talked about. Right. So if you don't have three hours a week, it's just not a priority for you. That's yeah. a really minimal time commitment. Do it after hours, before hours, whatever you got to do. And you don't have to like create all of this crazy original content either. Mm -hmm. So if you're yeah. working at a company, your marketing department is probably creating content. Like how can you just repurpose a little bit of what they're posting yeah. and put it into a LinkedIn post? Yeah. I'm someone that you can follow and look at. There's lots of people posting on LinkedIn. Like there's no like mystery in how to do this really. Like there's lots of examples. What I would do is find someone that's doing this in your industry and, and model after them. That's what I've yeah. made a career out of doing. Who's already doing something uh, that's successful at what I want to do. And like, how can I just like model like certain parts that I really like and vibe with that they're doing and then model certain parts from other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a prime example of doing that. Like you said, you're excited because you're working with bigger companies now. And so it's, it's living proof, like you said, social proof and living proof that if I can do it, you can do it. Um, but if you're struggling yeah. with it, I'm here to help you. And you know, of course the, you, you got to pay me, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, cause you're married, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you got bills to pay just like everybody else, you know? Yeah. I got a puppy too, man. <laughs> right. you know, a puppy. Little sucker's expensive. He's just yeah. sitting over there hanging out in the corner right now. <laughs> He's looking yeah. over at me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, 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 you know, th through podcasting and stuff like that. Now, um, I just recently, uh, transitioned to like starting my own venture. Mm -hmm. It's challenging, right? Cause yeah. a lot of people in the consulting world, they just, they want stuff for free or they find ways to, to get your time and your advice for free or, you know what I mean? Like, so how, how do you go about, you know, showing somebody the value, I guess it's more for a question for me. Um, for my benefit yeah. is, is to how do I price my consulting stuff? And this goes along with telesales because you got to get them on the phone, right? So how yeah. do I, how do I go about, um, how do I go about doing that? Starting that kind of venture? Yeah. Pricing is a really big topic that we don't have time to dig into right now, but I would recommend two things. I would check out million dollar consulting by Alan Weiss. Yeah. And then I would check in the, uh, the irresistible consultants guide to winning clients. I think it's called by David A. Field. Yeah. Two really, really good books on consulting. Um, so the way you want to approach this is, so what Alan Weiss says is that as a consultant, what you have to remember is that people aren't paying you for your time. They're paying you for your expertise. Yeah. So you can't just give away everything. But at the same time, where I see people messing up is they're usually too stingy. So when I say giving away everything, what I mean is you don't hop on a, like a free coaching call and just coach someone for free for an hour. Exactly. Right. Don't give that away. But the stuff that you're teaching them, the lessons that should all be part of your content that you're yep. putting out, exactly. like your process, like this outbound 3.0 thing I'm talking about a lot. Like everyone should know what that process is. So don't hide that part of it. Yeah. So where do you want to focus in the sales process? In my opinion, and in the opinion of the, the people that I shared the, the books with yet is really focus on helping them figure out why. So why is this a problem worth solving? And the other thing you want to help them figure out as a consultant is what, like what they should be focusing on. What you don't want to give away for free is the how. 
Yeah. So, hey, I've identified that, hey, lack of pipeline is a problem. Why is that important? Well, you need this to hit your guys' revenue targets, right? Uh, To not have as much SDR and BDR attrition. What do you need to do? Well, hey, we did an outbound assessment here. And really where your your weakest here is that you're only, uh, of the accounts that you engage, only 3% of those uh, turn into a meeting. We need to get that to 6%. We need to double that. So how do we go about doing that? Well, we looked at your emails, we listened to call recordings and your guys aren't really great at objection handling. I'm not going to tell you how to, how to fix that. That's what you got to pay me for. But I'll tell you what you need to focus on. And most people, if you're a good consultant, um, they aren't really focusing on the right stuff. Like think about like, if you're engaging with like a VP of sales, that VP of sales has got a million other things to do. Like they're not in the weeds looking at the metrics all the time. Exactly. So value is in the expertise, not the time. Just remember that and focus on like helping them figure out why and then helping them figure out the what. And then what you can show them is how you've done that same stuff with other clients. Right. So another thing I recommend too is like in your second or third call with a prospect, you should be screen sharing and showing examples of stuff. Like, hey, we identified that this is a big problem that you have. We talked about it being like something that's definitely worth fixing. Well, let me show you examples of how I fixed this problem with another company that's similar. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that's what I do. Uh, honestly, that's something I'm still figuring out here in the last year uh, and a half or so because we started as an outsourced sales development company where we're doing appointment setting for people. Right. Now we are doing very, very little of that. And mostly what we're doing is consulting. Yeah. And really that starts uh, training and coaching is really where we're coming in and helping uh, companies. And it's, it's a very different sell because it's not like super productized and right. you, you have to go through this discovery process yeah. with someone together because you don't really know what the problem is. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they don't know either. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing yeah. is that companies, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you found this, but even some big companies, man, that have gotten some funding, like they don't have their stuff together as well as you would think that they do. Most right. companies are lacking process. Yep. There usually isn't a really good process around stuff. And the bigger the company, the more of a mess it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I recently picked up uh, our buddy Scott Lee's book, Addicted to the Process. Yeah. Which if they don't have a process, that's one good place to start is I would definitely recommend get that book for sure. But, yeah. And then, and if you need a process, like, I totally, man, I went to a company and I uh, helped them identify that they didn't have a process and helped yeah. them develop that process. And in doing so, there was a lot of stuff that we had to add to, they had a playbook. There's a lot of stuff that we had to add to the playbook through that process too, as well. And, um, and still companies haven't adopted this um, video training as well for their people, which I think is, is really, really important is to have some type of like system in place for training onboarding, setting expectations, you know, um, and so that would help speed up the ramp up period of their SDRs or their AEs. Yep. Um, and so, so without that process, yeah, man, it's a challenge. Yeah. Cause then you don't have anything repeatable. It's, you know, it's like trying to lose weight, but when you go to the gym, you do a different workout every time. So you have nothing like yeah. no baseline to measure from. And then once you figure out something that works, you want to do that over and over and over again. It's, it's like looking for incremental gains versus like these like really big, like two, three, four X wins. You know what I mean? 
It's like the incremental get 1% better every day approach that works much better than this like drastic transformation overnight. And those incremental gains, like you're only going to get that from having really good processes and systems in place that you can actually measure. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I know we're coming up on our time. So uh, I know people can find you on LinkedIn. Where else can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, one thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about today that people could check out is uh, we have a, the reply method, which is a framework for writing cold emails and like you're creating your cold call talk tracks. So like what to say and actually put together a link for you guys at blissfulprospecting.com slash Jake. So you check that out. It's a free one page PDF with a cheat sheet on it. Um, I would definitely check out that guide. Uh, so that's a good way to get for some free stuff um, on LinkedIn. Uh, daily prospecting tips, that hashtag I post every day. So free tips on outbound and that kind of stuff. And if you're looking for you know help with you know outbound strategy and stuff, obviously just message me on LinkedIn or go through our website. Uh, we do training, coaching, consulting, all kinds of good stuff to help companies grow their outbound sales faster with more consistency. Yeah. And I would definitely add um, this guy is uh, like this sales podcast guru. <laughs> and he's, he's adding uh, a lot of value to the sales community too. just, uh, you know, giving his input and uh, helping people find the right kind of content. So definitely follow his content as well. I'll be uh, dropping the links in the show notes. Sweet. Awesome, man. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Cool. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. Episode.